Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the European commodity markets by our expert colleague, Dr. Petra Puskarova. Now, Petra, we've not been lacking interesting observations to make about the European commodity markets. And since we last spoke, the prices have got even higher and, uh, you know, unprecedented territory for, for gas and power. How would you summarize the situation at the moment? There are no firm news on Nord Stream 2 since we last spoke. We are aware that discussions with Rosneft do continue to help Gazprom to comply with unbundling rules. At the moment, the original expectations for the launch uh, still stand, so we're still expecting Q421 or mid Q122 for the launch of Nord Stream 2. At the moment, the biggest increase in gas prices over past few days has been caused by Gazprom not booking any additional transit capacity via Ukraine on the auction that occurred on Monday. This is something that we are expecting to continue to occur as there is actually currently no political advantage for Gazprom to book extra gas as they do need to underline the need to launch Nord Stream 2 as soon as possible. Indeed. And, you know, this is a subject we've touched on before and will doubtless be touching on again for a while yet. The pipe is physically complete. There are some legal issues that need to be completed before the gas can start flowing. And as far as Europe's concerned, uh, you know, that can't come, or the European gas market's concerned, that can't come soon enough. But is there a way through? I mean, you mentioned on a previous occasion, uh, Rosneft and so on, and uh, how that might contribute to an unbundling solution. Uh, is the ground for optimism there that things might be about to shift soon? There are some grounds for that, of course. At the moment, really, the market is awaiting news from European Union and from German government. Of course, we know that we are just before the German elections, so we are actually not expecting any news until after the election. Some good news potentially that could a little bit calm down the volatile situation in the European gas market is that Norway has agreed to increase the production from the 1st of October to meet the, the higher demand in Europe. Well, that's very welcome news. And of course, these very high prices, as one would expect, are having an impact on demand and a, a rather destructive one in one or two instances. You know, gas prices at these levels make it impossible for gas intensive industries like fertilizer production and so on to carry on functioning normally and profitably. And, uh, you know, we've seen some uh, turn down in production and deep closure of plant, haven't we? Not just in the UK, but elsewhere in Europe. So is this demand destruction going to be permanent or temporary or is it sort of part of the normal operation of the market? We do expect that this will be temporary, but there are currently already various major energy users across Europe that have decided to curb their production or even shut down completely due to prices being historically high and not allowing for efficient production. Quite. And, and although that may be a, a rational response to extraordinarily high prices, it's very disruptive to the business, isn't it? And uh, even if more money can be made by selling pre-contracted gas back to the market than using it in an industrial facility, 
it's not a sustainable way of, of running a manufacturing business. But, you know, another factor in all of this is storage, isn't it? And uh, it's rather unfortunate, having gone through quite a difficult winter, that storage levels aren't particularly high for the time of year. And it's especially expensive to fill them at the moment, isn't it? So uh, what is the situation on storage? In terms of European gas storage, overall the uh, the level continues uh, to increase. So what is lagging is the German storage, where again the most of the storage is owned or managed by Gazprom. So again, we do believe that there is an expectation that Gazprom is looking to fill in that storage or to catch up with the levels in other countries directly by using Nord Stream 2. The good news or the maybe more moderate news is that the peak demand is unlikely to kick in until January or February next year. The first half of the winter based on current demand and weather forecast doesn't seem to be posing high risks. Of course, we can't forget about this year's Q1 when Europe and also Asia has been hit by extremely cold weather conditions. So the demand has been high. What is quite risky for Europe for Q122 is that, first of all, of course, if Nord Stream 2 is not commissioned, that will mean that there will be a lack of gas. But of course, we can't forget about the potential further reroute of LNG cargoes towards Asia or any other countries or regions that will be able to pay the higher price. I think that's a really important point because if there are constraints on the availability of pipeline gas and indigenous production within Europe, as there are, there's a big question about you know what price we're going to have to pay to get LNG cargoes to come here. And with prices being even higher still in the Asian markets, you know that's a very uncomfortable price for European consumers and uh, indeed suppliers. I guess one aspect of demand response we should mention as well is within power generation. Obviously, some generators have more flexibility in their portfolios than others, but this has led to an increase in burning of coal, uh, which is probably keeping the pressure on on carbon prices. So, you know, what's the situation there? Uh, presumably where generators can do so, they've already switched to other fuels, probably rather more carbon intensive ones, I guess. This is actually a very good topic at the moment. Apart from gas prices being at historical highs, of course, power prices continued to increase, especially due to gas for power generation related topic. Of course, at the moment with gas at these price levels, it is more competitive to burn coal in Europe. We've been speaking last year how coal was basically getting redundant because last year gas prices were extremely low and green generation across Europe has been high. This year is a complete opposite. We are burning significantly more coal than we were burning across past few years and European coal stocks are around multi-year lows, especially as a result of uh, ongoing stronger imports from China. What is interesting is that because gas is so expensive and we burn more call we we continue talking about european energy security and when we continue talking about energy security one of the issues here whether Nord Stream 2 is in favor or against the european energy security and there is a lot of political discussion happening around it simultaneously or at the same time we just recently heard that the european court of justice has actually fined a coal mine and related or connected power plant for using coal. This, in my opinion, is a little bit contraproductive. We are currently looking at a big tightness in supply in Europe. 
in the same time, we're not allowing extra gas coming instantly into Europe from Russia, although this is now physically possible. And at the same time, there has been a fine issued for the Polish generator that actually provides around 7% of Polish demand. That's really interesting. And one, one shouldn't forget that uh, for all its environmental problems and indeed legal ones, coal is at least keeping the lights on in, in large parts of Europe or helping the systems cope with the strain on gas at the moment. And if we're going to move away from coal sustainably, we need to have a, a firm dispatchable alternative. And if not gas, then what else? I guess we should also comment on what all this means for suppliers because they're under pressure too aren't they the you know the margins were never that high in uh, supply to business customers or indeed the domestic sector in much of europe and um we're, we're seeing a number of them you know business suppliers are going under aren't we we did indeed and this is not a problem only for customers but as you said also for suppliers past few weeks we've heard that several domestic suppliers went uh, under in the uk they were also supplying some small and medium businesses. But very recently, we have been advised that one of the bigger suppliers of gas and electricity in Czech Republic, Lumius, also ceased the operation. So the issue is currently also uh, sort of transmitting into bigger suppliers that are potentially also supplying bigger commercial and industrial clients. Right. And I suppose, finally, we probably ought to touch on that other hugely important commodity these days, carbon, and what the current market conditions have done to the price there, around about 60 euros a ton, I think. Yes, yes, currently around 60 euros per ton. This is significantly off the previous peaks, just around 64 euros per ton. Carbon doesn't seem to be the headline at the moment. It's all about gas and it's all about coal and it's all about the, the tightness in the market. What is interesting, very recently news are pointing that we could potentially see similar impact or we could see an impact in terms of demand for carbon EUAs, in terms of supply and demand dynamics in the carbon market. If bigger industrial clients shut down their production, it's not only that they're not gonna stop using gas because gas is currently extremely expensive, they also will not be forced to to purchase extra carbon EUA certificates, hence the demand for carbon certificates could get under pressure. Right, well, that's another one to, to watch out for as well. Well, thank you for explaining all that to us, Petra. It's an incredibly interesting and complex situation. And who knows what the long-term consequences will be, but perhaps, you know, a reassessment of the view in Europe that we should move away from our own gas production. You know, shale gas fracking may be controversial and there may be issues about uh, leaving gas in the ground as well. But uh, so long as Europe remains so dependent on gas, perhaps being so exposed to volatile prices and having to pay prices that are going through the roof to attract Asian cargoes may not be economically the easiest thing to live with. So thank you for that. Hope you found it interesting. I hope also there's some good news uh, on pricing before too long. But in the meantime, if you'd have a look at our reports, do visit our website alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK. We hope you're able to join us for a podcast again soon.